everyone. Welcome to another edition of SNG Radio. Number 29. Can't can't make it quite to 30. I feel like we have been trotting along. <laughs> We've been doing some really solid episodes, though. I'm very proud of us. We're, we make a good team. Yay, teamwork. So, yeah, we have reached episode 29. Um, we are going to talk about a lot of exciting new projects. Esperanza Spalding is undergoing this really, or undertaking, I should say, this really interesting project called Exposure. We're going to talk about that later. We're also going to, well, Kylie's going to talk about uh, her experiences at a concert recently. Yes, I was very excited. I got to experience Alt-J Live, so I'll tell you all about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, as usual, we've got a mix at the end. And, of course, I'm going to do all my plugs and let you know what all the songs were as well. But we want to thank you guys for joining us. This is episode 29, like we said, of SNG. This is our podcast uh, for Sawdust and Gin, blog of the same name, sawdustandgin.com. That's right. I have a .com now. Can you believe that? You are official. That's that's real. That's also, no joke when you have a dot .com. I also set up Google Analytics for it, which uh, I've gotten like two hits in like a week. So look, I'm on the rise. Basically, what she's trying to say is that uh, next when you come on to the site, you're going to be bombarded with ads. Basically, <laughs> there's going to be so many people wanting to uh, to advertise on Zoe's site. It's going to be crazy. I mean, with this demand. Anywho, please visit the site. Follow us. It is a Tumblr blog if you've got Tumblr. Um, but I will do all my plugs later, I promise. Uh, you'll hear the f- full lot of them. But for now, we're going to transition into the our main topics, and then we'll go into a mix. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Sawdust and Gin. The main topic we're going to talk about today is an artist named Esperanza Spalding and her really exciting new project called Exposure. So for those of you who aren't as familiar with Esperanza Spalding, she's a Grammy award-winning jazz bassist and singer. She's got a really interesting history. She actually uh, started playing in the Chamber Music Society of Oregon when she was five. So when most of us were using Crayola crayons, she was playing with the Chamber Music Society. Uh, So she's pretty incredible, as you can imagine. She started releasing uh, full-length albums in 2006, and she won her Grammy in 2012 for her album Radio Music Society. And it was interesting. I was reading up about her, and she doesn't consider herself a prodigy, which is, I thought, very (laughs) fascinating. I know most of us, again, when we were five, were in kindergarten, like, coloring and eating glue, and here she was, you know. I mean, that's what I was doing. I don't know. Zoe was thinking, like, well, I was in the Chamber Music Society, too. <laughs> I I mean, no, I was 100% eating glue to see if it was... Well, I didn't understand what non-toxic meant. Of course you didn't, because you were five. Right? I have to say, you know, I don't think I ever ate glue. I did eat Play-Doh, though, because that stuff smelled so good. I never thought it... I always thought it smelled weird. Especially when it was, like, the smell lingered on your fingers. Anywho. So, yeah, this is, again, this is what we were doing at five, (laughs) discovering all the things that we could eat. Um, But uh, one of the things we want to talk about is Esperanza Spalding uh, has a new work coming out. It's going to be titled Exposure. So the way it's going to work is she's going to create an album in just three days. And every second of this three-day process will be broadcast live on Facebook Live. So it's really exciting because this three-day live stream, it's the first ever album created over Facebook Live. So this is going to be a brand new thing for the platform and just for artistry in general. And she uh, is only going to to make 7,777 final copies of the album. So you can only buy it. There is no streaming. 
And uh, that was just something that uh, Zoe and I found really interesting because obviously most of the industry is turning towards streaming, but she's taking this very interesting three-day live stream and she's making it only available um, via, you know, uh, there's like LPs. Yeah, hard copies. I think think it's going to be multiple types of discs, but it is so interesting. I mean, I love this idea. Um, I have a question about what her fascination is with the number seven. I do find it really interesting as well because it says 77 hour live feed, right. 7,777 copies. I'm not really sure what that is either. So I she- mean, I guess there's like a really broad, like seven is a lucky number and like it's a very biblical number, seven times 77 and then just like everything is a seven and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So maybe it's like a biblical thing. I guess I don't know her other work familiar enough to know if she's into the Bible, but... <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think she's particularly religious, but um, but it would be kind of interesting to know. So we're not really sure about the seven, like what right. uh, impact uh, the seven has, but we're we're really excited about this because this, yes. so this, again, this 3D live stream, we want to stress that it's, it is going to be of her in the studio, but it's going to show the whole process, i.e. she's in the studio. So whether she's eating, sleeping, doing whatever, like, I mean, it's every part of the creative process. And another thing that I want to add that I think is really interesting and important to note is that it's going to be interactive. It's going to be what she called yeah. an exchange. So people will be saying like, hey, I really love this, you know, uh, this baseline you put down. Or I would really like to hear more trumpets. Something people will be able to comment. And I mean, who knows? It'll be interesting to see what the exchange will be like. But yeah. it would be really, I just think it's going to be an interesting experiment to see what comes out of this. It's interesting. I mean, okay, especially about the people commenting, because I can only imagine there's going to be... 95% of the people paying attention to this live stream are probably not musicians. And they're just going to be like, oh, that's a really cool sound. Or like, what are you doing there? Like, what's happening? It's going to be a eye opening because I'm sure the process is kind of like a little mystical to people that maybe don't know it. Like, I, even for me, I haven't really super been in a studio. Like, I feel like I know a lot about the industry, but really recording process? No, I, I would say I don't really know much about that. So it will kind of demystify it. But also just people actually adding their voices to a process they don't understand. It will be really interesting. And I think it could be really beneficial for her, too, to have all of these different perspectives on it. Because obviously, if she's been performing with all of these like troops for so long, like, professional career for so long i'm sure she is it's going to be a breath of fresh air to hear all these different perspectives it would be kind of cool especially to see what her fans are really interested in because maybe her fans are like you know what i really loved a particular song that you did or it really spoke to you know and she's seen that maybe a certain song spoke to a bunch of her fans so maybe for example there's one song on radio society cinnamon tree that talks all about like trees and life and things like that so who knows maybe someone could say you know what I really like that maybe that was something that really connected with her fans so I think it'll be cool there's going to be the inevitable troll because there always is but that's what i'm actually like worried for her i'm just like you don't deserve the trolls i know i know there's always going to be the trolls and i mean there's always the the thing is you don't feed the trolls like rule number one of of troll dumb if that's a thing um but so there's going to be a lot of strange but i think it'll be cool to see people who are like oh you know i really enjoyed this or people that are talking about their own experiences like i saw you live i i was really captivated by you know this baseline or even it would be interesting to get 
musicians involved in the conversation. So it'd be really fascinating to have potentially musicians saying, you know, I really liked this, you know, AGE chord. I'm just if you're a musician, you're probably laughing because that probably doesn't exist. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, I have no idea either, but people yes, are probably but, laughing at us. But, you know, <laughs> like maybe try like this or, you know, so I think it's going to be really interesting. And I also think, I wonder if this is could be something like a new norm for artists who are really struggling to create revenue from streaming. Because what is cool about this too is it's a very, she called it a moment in time. So she's only having so many copies and if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. It's exactly what she said in her video. So it's really interesting. And I wonder if other artists will capitalize on the rare release type of right. thing to really help them make money in this age where streaming as we talked about ad nauseum because it's true will give you you know i mean i mean especially for indie artists like even to give an example a friend of mine uh did a music track on a the most watched buzzfeed video it's uh, if disney princes were were real um it's had like 70 million plus views he's made 50 bucks off that huh Oh, my God. Still demystifying the whole revenue from streaming, too. $50 off $70 And that's YouTube, which has its own thing from... I'm sorry? What is the length of that track? Like length The of length the of the track? So the video, I think, is maybe like three minutes. I don't oh, think YouTube so does. It's significant. I mean, like, it's a normal song. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like, oh, 30 seconds, maybe it would be less. But like, that's a normal, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's it's because it's a whole, like, little video. And I think those BuzzFeed videos are usually around, like, three okay. minutes-ish. They're not super long. But, you know, right. it's a sizable, you know, what would be, you know, considered, like, a, a song. Um, so, so, yeah. So, anyway, I mean, that's just one example. And that's YouTube, different from Spotify, et cetera. But still bringing it back uh, i mean there's just there's not people have we i just feel like we haven't figured out how to really capitalize on that and so i just wonder if this turns out to be something that is you know is viable it's also if you think about it too and i know esperanza is doing it from artistic perspective but you have to think it's also sort of a cost savings perspective because you only have three days in a studio so you only have to rent three days you just got to get everybody there and do it so um again i know she's not doing it to make a quick buck but it's um but i mean it is a more cost effective way to do things too yeah it's funny i was on her facebook page earlier today just kind of exploring see what i could glean for this podcast um and she did this facebook live about it uh it was like 20 minutes long um but i was watching it and first of all i want to say she kind of did like an example of like how she would be taking people's ideas and kind of making them into songs which was really fascinating um one i forget what the phrase was that she took but there was like a guy on like behind the iphone that was like recording her who said something about how there were just like a lot of eyeballs on the video and not too many comments like and she took it as like there are eyeballs commenting and so from that she just like took the piano and like made up some lyrics and it was like oh like this is a live creative process which was awesome so like if you want a preview of what this is going to be like you should definitely watch that um but back to what you were saying as like a (laughs) that was like a tangent but she did like one of the first things that she mentioned when she started describing the project before giving that example was 
and she was like shy about it but she was like i i want you to buy this i want this to be special enough to you to want to spend money and that saying it like that when you're not like hey buy my record just because i want to make money off of it it's literally like i value my art so much like i really hope you do too and i hope that you can buy it and it's just like so sweet and it almost like you think of sometimes these things especially these special projects that artists will set out for themselves it's like all right like you're trying to do this thing uh and it's going to be really cool blah 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 it doesn't seem like you're really going out of your way to make the money as much as just forward your career which you hope will make the money but like this seems so special especially as we were talking about like the number seven seems significant mm -hmm. like this just seems like it's such a higher echelon of that. And I really respect it. And I'm so excited to tune in when it happens. Me too. Because I think too, what will be so cool is to see the spark. That yes. moment when things come together. When they're talking and all of a sudden they play the piano lick. Or she gets on the bass and plays um, plays a run and says, this is the one. And I think... It, I. I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. I think it's going to be really great. And like you said, I think you perfectly said it in demystifying the process because we don't really know. Like the artists will go into the studio and then they come out. It's like, well, what ha what happened in that time? Like, you know, it, it was just created, though it takes, I mean, it's all repetition and it takes days. And I think that this is going to just be a really cool way to to show that. And again, to to create something like she said that's a moment in time right that people will want to buy because at the end of the day artists do need to eat exactly <laughs> and i mean what what is the way that they're asking us to show patronage like that we appreciate their art it's literally just their money like it's i mean i love to buy merch which is kind of like if you have merch then it's like free advertising in that way but it's like really the money that you're paying for the merch is the most important part of it yeah. and so it's just like I love to help artists out any way I can. I'm super, like this is such also so, something that's so involved with the audience that it's just so nice. I don't know, it just seems so sweet. At the end of the day, Esperanza gotta eat. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, September 12th, right? Yeah, September 12th. So guys, tune in September 12th on Facebook Live. It's gonna be three days, so you can just tune in and she'll be showing you again anything from her creating to her sleeping, which will be kind of <laughs> odd. Uh, it would be kind of funny, like, look, it's a Spartans of sleeping. A little cat nap while, like, the bassist plays something. Yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> I'm wondering if, like, they will be, like, taking shifts, or do you think they'll be, like, because there's gonna be a bunch of people. I wonder. I have no idea. Maybe it'll just depend. Maybe she'll like get so excited to like play for like 12 hours straight and she'll be like, I need a nap. And somebody else is like, I'm going to record the drums. And she'll just be so tired that she won't even hear it. Maybe they'll just do straight up cocaine on this live stream. Whoa. Just that kidding. would be like <laughs> some kidding, next everyone. level. I mean, that would, that, I mean, that would, that does tend to happen in some studios so maybe that is not Esperanza I'm, if you don't know who Esperanza Spalding is that was a huge joke because she is not that type of person uh, I not apologize all, I for would, besmirching her uh, reputation I would definitely say that that would be other artists though there would be certainly other artists in the studio that would <laughs> 100% <laughs> oh especially like 40 years ago yeah oh yeah that definitely would have been a thing um but no this is gonna be very uh g-rated yes uh very music focused but uh but yeah september 12th tune in i know i will i know zoe will yes. uh we'll be very curious and i'm sure we'll probably end up talking about it on a future sawdust and gin kind of what we thought about it what we think the album's gonna sound like and things like that so yeah uh let us know your thoughts email me at sawdustandgin at gmail.com everybody tune in september 12th
We got more coming up for you. Stay tuned. today that I'm really excited to share with you guys was one of the concerts I saw recently. A couple weeks ago, I saw Alt-J in concert. Uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with them, the uh, indie band. They do uh, Breeze Blocks. They just put out a new album uh, not too long ago. And it was interesting because Alt-J was a band that I knew I wasn't super familiar with, but I had a friend who had a free extra ticket. So I said, sure, because who am I to turn down a free concert? I'm not. And First of all, they were amazing. They were really, really incredible. There are three of them in the band, but their chemistry and just their energy was really impressive for a three-piece band. And they had cool lights and they had things going on, but I was just really impressed with just the simplicity of it's just them on stage and you have some really cool light, like lighting, but they just had a lot of energy, great chemistry. They sounded great. It was great because the audience was really, um, really excited. Like, everybody's singing along. It was packed. Uh, and something I really wanted to talk about besides the concert, which was amazing, I highly recommend if you see them uh, playing uh, wherever you are around town, I definitely recommend uh, getting a ticket. But something I want to talk about is that I was really impressed by the fact that, so Alt-J actually had three shows at the Shrine, which I was pretty impressed by. I mean, three. That's a lot of shows. That's a lot of tickets to sell. Yes, exactly. And I had Googled them before the show just to kind of see what they had done previously. And they have actually sold out Madison Square Garden. So that's no small feat. Yeah, that's crazy. So one of the things I was super impressed by was this is a band that really is not a household name. For example, I was talking to my friends at work saying, hey, I'm going to the Alt-J show. And most of them had never heard of Alt-J. But what I thought was fascinating was that they've got over 200 million streams on the song Breeze Blocks on Spotify. So not too shabby for that. They did three shows in LA. They've done incredibly well over their career. They've had three albums. And something I was just really impressed by is that certain indie artists can really kind of fly under the radar and not be these big household names, but yet they can have these huge audiences. And I was just super impressed by this because typically when you're selling out Madison Square Garden, you're a Lady Gaga, you are a One Direction. Adele, like, didn't somebody she have that run? who everybody and their mom knows who they are. But yeah. Alt-J is not a household name. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was floored just looking at the, the amount of streams they have on Spotify, the amount of people at the show and the amount of engaged people. At the, I mean, the seats were full. People were singing along. People were really engaged and knew their, their stuff. So I was just kind of thinking to myself, is there hope for niche artists in this day and age? Like you can find your audience, tap into it, and you'll be able to make a great living, even though you're never going to be the artist that is, you know, the household name thought it was kind of interesting and I, I wanted to kind of chat more about this with Zoe because I know yeah. that we know of kind of other artists like this. One of the artists I was thinking about was actually Flying Lotus. Yeah, this was a great example. I mean, you know I live on the fringe, but it's funny. I recognize that as well. It's interesting. I mean, okay, just to go back to Breeze Blocks, that song I feel like got synced uh maybe not a lot I know it was in the first episode of Broad City and so I know it got like maybe commercial placement too 
but it's also at the same time not like what i think of as like a commercial indie band like you think of like indie bands that are in like synced in commercials and they're like like folk pop songs or like ukulele like i think of lp in that regard like yeah. i know i the only reason i knew one of her songs was from a commercial a long time ago all jay's kind of weird they're I, a weird band the to, to have and it's interesting because they've got they're kind of weird and their songs definitely a lot of them especially on this latest album what i noticed about was that they're very um they build which is not yeah. typically something that you know when you're in your commercial you're like la 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 clap right. clap clap like you're not typically having i mean the commercials are short so you can't have stuff that's like building and yeah. so it is kind of an interesting band because again they're kind of weird they're not the guy has an interesting voice none of it is really like like that new Portugal the Man song is catchy as all hell. Like that is a song that is made for radio consumption. But Alt J, like yeah, it's weirder. I'm trying to think of like I'm thinking like what about Grizzly Bear? Where would we say that they sit? Like I know Grizzly Bear extremely well. I know you know Grizzly Bear. Mm -hmm. Would we say that they're? I mean, I wouldn't say they're household name, but they've been around long enough. I would say they're they've pretty been common. Pretty though. popular in the in the indie world. I would say. Right. And I think they're another one too that has done like incredibly well for themselves. And no, they're not going to go be this. You know, this name that is going to be up with One Direction and Adele. Right. But I actually, I just, I, I just took a peek at Spotify right now, and their top song is sixty three million streams. Like. That's not small potatoes. Is that two weeks? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Like, that especially has been synced a bunch. And I know, like, Grizzly Bear got a lot of flack from, like, fan... Well, from jerk fans about, like, who who still criticizes bands for selling out anymore? Like, come on. It's a hard world. Like, we need... They need to eat. I just... I enjoy the concept of selling out in the sense that they were placed in a movie i'm just right saying. oh you're saying that they allowed someone who liked their song enough to put it in the thing that they were how creating they? yeah how dare they zoe how dare you want them to eat and how dare we think about them doing things like buying a house how dare we allow them to have a wider audience i know to me that's really it's the, the concept Rude. of selling out is just is, is very strange to me in that type of sense i get fans frustration when an artist for example like comes back with a brand new sound that doesn't seem to make any sense okay right if it doesn't fit in with who they were before which and I okay and, and then there's also a difference between like bands that are pivoting to different things it's like if you can tell that there's been like a real shift a lot of that times that's lineup changes too there's so many factors I know <laughs> I can't with the concept of selling out especially especially getting put in movies but yeah we're anyway. all for our artists eating as you can tell it's yes. almost like the theme of this like, I know. artists our artists need to eat we respect that guys let's let's give them a little bit of our money allow them to eat <laughs> But yeah, but going back to that, I think Grizzly Bear is another really great example. Um, another one that I will mention, because I just love them so, is Two Door Cinema Club as well. Oh, because yeah. they've done really well for themselves. And they've been around for a long time. They're, and they're not, again, they're not going to be a household name. Oftentimes I say it and people go, what? Yeah. Huh? Especially because it's four words. Exactly. That's it's a lot of words. Yeah. Which... You know, which I'm fine with. I always love introducing someone to my to my fave. But um, but yeah, they're another one. I mean, they have a great amount of. They have millions of streams. Their concerts do well. I've been to multiple concerts. You know, they're never at like you know huge venues, but still they're packed. They do well. They're a band that does well for themselves. Yeah. And 
yeah and I just thought it was kind of like one of those like hopeful moments like wow look at this you know it's these indie artists can make money even in these times where you know streaming unfortunately Grizzly Bear for their 63 million streams they probably got like I don't know like a few couple dollars bucks. Yeah, yeah like I mean yeah. and it's funny I remember a few years ago there was a catalyst for it that I don't remember but uh, Ed Drosty who is one of the vocalists in Grizzly Bear I mean I think they're all multi-instrumentalists but anyway he kind of was because it was all of a sudden everybody was talking about well can people really live on streaming like don't all aren't all these indie bands like they're making music for their living like they are doing fine but then a lot of artists were coming out of the woodwork and were being like actually look I'm barely surviving like I'm not thriving here and so Ed Drosty was one of those people he like was like look our band does very well but keep in mind like every time we go out on a new tour we want to make it bigger we want to make it better and we attract more people we get more ticket sales but at the same time we're still putting more money down and it's all going back to our careers and so it was kind of like both sides like there's positives that we are getting more fans and we are like able to do these bigger productions but then the downside is like we still are seeming to take home the same practically the same amount of money and still can't like it's like we're they're not rock stars like the way that we fantasize about them yeah exactly um, and it's very yeah. much like they're they're making it work but they're not right they're not sitting here living you know on the big ass tour bus you right. know all that so it's it is it's it's definitely really interesting and I think that it's again Alt-J really showed me that there is room for indie artists to do well and it's really exciting and again I say well now again we don't know like you said about Grizzly Bear right. what goes on behind the shows etc like the cost of you know putting on the show and touring and what goes into their studio work etc but it was really nice to know that you can have this massive audience without being a household name because it's funny because I do have to sit there and I have to remember oh my god there are a lot of indie artists and a lot of fans of indie artists mm -hmm. so it was kind of comforting in that respect because sometimes you tend to think and I know Zoe can probably relate as well when you when we were on the college radio station sometimes it felt we were like the only people that knew about these artists and we were so gung-ho about them and we wanted everyone to know about them but sometimes we were just like wow it feels like these guys just are not you know like as popular as we want them to be yeah I mean isn't that just eternally what happens at college radio you have people that are way too excited about things and like and true like of course the best example is like my relationship with Cub Sport like we got their first EP and I immediately was like why isn't this like around the world famous and I don't know did I tell you when I saw them live here I like talked to them after the show and I was like I was that person that interviewed you from Coral Gables and they were like oh my god we remember that we'll never forget how like weird it was but it's just like those experiences we value so much and we want I I know we wish that they were like spread around more but building a career is such a tough thing for an artist although good on us we were sharing it and I think that we were, <laughs> we were doing our part um, it's just every fan has to do their part too. Like it's the only way to spread stuff. I know, right? Do your part, share. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, it was just, again, I think overall, um, a message of, of hopefulness and just kind of an interesting thing that I just kind of wanted to point out and chat about that you can't have that career where you're doing, you know, really well and you're, you know, putting on great shows and you don't have to be the one direction household name i do want to say um maybe as like a last point it's interesting because alt j isn't like a new band um but 
they're like it's like they're only at like what two or three albums three albums this is, it the, is third the third one they've so, taken some time in between so each they, one but it's like this has been a slow build that's like been building up to something but I think of like another band it just kind of came to mind Glass Animals are you oh, familiar with this band they seem to just kind of explode that's the thing like they came out the gate with like one of their first singles and they immediately were at this level and so it's like Although it's still not that like household name, um, it's still like really well too. they are still at this level, and it almost makes me wonder like, is there a threshold? And I don't want to say like I don't want to put a threshold on it, but it's interesting that they have reached the exact same level as Alt J. It seems, and yet in a way shorter time span, it it felt like. So it's just interesting how this works for each. I mean, each band is different. Each band's career is different. And it's very interesting to observe that. It really is, especially because you'll um you'll see you know and ages too. Sometimes like you'll have like the Lord type prodigy who just comes out the woodwork and is so young. Right. Um. But yeah, it's also very interesting. I actually just checked Glass Animals and not too shabby. Their song Gooey at 94 million streams. Yeah, so. that song was huge. I mean, KCRW played it every damn yeah. day. Which... I love that song. Yeah, I'm exactly. not hating. So like, I was going to say, it's definitely interesting. And again, like you said, not a household name. P- most people you talk to are like, oh, I don't know. But, uh, but doing really well for themselves. So yeah, again, there is... It's interesting. There's hope for indie artists in the niche, I guess, is the main. Right. So everyone listening, don't give up hope on your favorite bands. No, because you might, years later, be that person like Zoe, who, you know, was interviewing them from Coral Gables and saw them years later in L.A. doing real well. So, uh, so yes, don't, don't give up hope. Yes. All right. I mean... But okay, so is Alt J still on tour? I feel like we should end on that note. Yes, Alt J is still on tour, so you can still see them in your uh, in your neighborhood. And again, they're great. I couldn't recommend it more. Again, I was just like I said, I was just so impressed that they. I mean, it's three guys, and a lot of times, right. I mean, I'm a pop fan. I'm understatement. used to yeah, understatement <laughs> of the universe. I'm a pop obsessive. <laughs> the better name for it. So, yeah, I'm used to, yes, Lady Gaga, but everybody else on the stage and the dancer, I'm used to, like, having the stage packed. High so octane. See, yes, high octane is perfect. So to just see three guys just playing, and they got cool light stuff behind them, but just playing their heart out and sounding kick-ass, like, that was, that was pretty cool. That was not, that's not what I'm used to. So right. it was... It was pretty solid. Nice. Sweet. Well, I mean, guys, get your tickets now before they sell out because clearly that's a thing that happens. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and they, I mean, I can't imagine they were going to be open up three nights for uh, every city. So. Exactly. Yeah, get your tickets. We'll definitely link it at the bottom. Um, thanks for tuning in. We're got a, we're, we've got a mix coming up for you guys. Uh, this has been Sawdust and Gin. Uh, I'm Zoe. And I'm Kylie. Thank you so much.
it's me, Zoe, back with the recap. Gonna keep this one really short and sweet. So just gonna run through the songs we've been hearing. This one is Edie's Dream by Soons. Before this was Devotion by Jesse R. Berlin off of the So Many Singing compilation from Ruination Records. Before that was Cosmonauts with Cruisin'. Prior to that was Nightlands with Time and Place. And kicking us off was Evergreen by Casey Johansing. And that is off of a uh, record titled The Hiding. And it might be one of my favorite of the year. Um, It was at number one for a while. But then I heard Aldous Harding. But anyway, uh, be sure to tune into Esperanza Spaulding's Facebook Live event on September 12th. Um, We're going to be discussing it later, I'm sure. But uh, you guys won't want to miss the live event. Obviously, that's the whole point. So have fun with that. Um, Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Sawdust and Gin on both of them. we also are on Tumblr. Same thing, Sawdust and Gin. Uh, sawdustandgin.com is where you can find everything else. And uh, feel free to email me at sawdustandgin at gmail.com. Got a lot of consistency in there. Uh, you're welcome. Um, until next time, this has been Sawdust and Gin. I'm, my name is Zoe. Uh, keep resisting. Keep resisting.